0: And perhaps not even a consideration, um, uh, but in hindsight a factor in the significance of the growth and sustainability of CCR in particular has been those outreaches. Um, personally for Jen and I, and as I think we look at the Lord's vision in this work, what his plan has been and how it will be evolved going forward, I think it's clear that both SPO in Kansas City and Heart of the Redeemer in Kansas City have a common history and a spiritual root, a call to uh, deep partnership that I trust that the permanent membership and leadership of HRCC, as well as the uh, regional leadership of SPO in Kansas City uh, to continue to prayerfully discern and express as we go forward. Um, and those, I, I, I just like to ask both for the SPO and HRC side, seaside, HRCC side, it's hard to say. That we humbly consider ourselves um, as stewards of the lord's work in this area Um, open to uh, new moves of the holy spirit and new and creative ways of expression uh, and at the same time committed to unity and togetherness Uh, today though um, we're going to hear from the leadership of spo testimonies from young men and women involved in the work and nick's going to come up here but for young people in our community that are here today, and by that I mean like if you're like a kid of somebody and that's why you're here today. Um, uh, I'd like for all of you to get to know SPO better. Um, I'd like you to go to their website. If you're on social media, which our kids aren't, but some people are. And for those who are in those streams, follow SPO in those streams, right? Get to know what colleges and campuses SPO is at regionally and nationally and consider those places. Figure out where they have young adult outreaches and consider those places. Even for the strongest, most committed Catholics, the the post high school guys, the post high school and young adult years are some of the most adventurous that you are going to face and they're also some of the most challenging times. And you all have a vocation, the same as the rest of us have a vocation, to be Christ's ambassador um, in this world. And SPO is one of those places that I know will be a strong environment where you can be known and loved and enter into deep relationship with others in a Catholic context that is still actively engaged in the world. For those of you in SPO, welcome and good to have you. Uh, I urge you to get to know Heart of the Redeemer. Uh, families and children and, 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 and say hello, consider the covenant community as a way of life to live uh, a strongly engaged and active Catholic life as you grow older and uh, hopefully wiser. Uh, hopefully for me too. Uh, HRCC would certainly benefit from your zeal, from your missional experience, your openness to the Holy Spirit, your creativity, your passion for the Lord, and and your passion for this city. Now, at the same time, I think many of you would benefit to ha- by having a stable community to be part of as you are living and experiencing an SPO now that can be expressed and blossom as your state in life changes Your career, family, friends are solidified, and you want to maintain your missional edge and your discipleship growth into the years to come. And for those of you with HRCC, uh, I urge you to get to know SPL locally and nationally. For those with children, if you don't know yet, it takes a village to raise kids. I mean, Hillary isn't right about a lot, but she is right about that she was. Um, and, and part of my job and our job as parents is to put our kids in enough strong Christian environments, because they're certainly going to be part of environments that are not strong Christian. That's, that's a given. We're not, they're not, they're not, that's unavoidable. The question, though, really is, is will they have any environments in their life that are really strongly Catholic and Christian and influential? Uh, I I hope our community is this place. I know that SPO is this place. Um, uh, And as they go through, as you go through challenging teenage and young adult years, and I hope all of our young people, all of our children still actively engage the faith. And our responsibility as parents that we committed to when we had our children baptized is that we agreed to raise them and bring them up in the Catholic faith. You said that in the liturgy. Where your kid was baptized and and i think discerning spo and understanding it is part of what we can do in terms of taking on responsibility as parents that doesn't mean that we have to do it all or that all that responsibilities are of our children's choices come to us they, they have to make their own choices but availing yourself of knowledge of spo ways to expose your children to spo in the culture in Kansas City and beyond, encouraging your young people by uh, what schools they ought to consider as they go to college, is SPO there or not, or is there another great Catholic option, Um, are all things that we can do. Uh, And this is critical to our kids as they grow up and move out of our house and into the world, amen. That was a little longer than I anticipated. With that, um, uh, Nick. Nick Redd is the leader of our Young Adult Outreach and uh, is also supervising all of our, he's like the, our head guy on the mission side uh, in Kansas City in our region. He's unbelievable, um, and uh, I'm sure many of you know him already, but a, a super gifted uh, young man and father committed to the Lord uh, who lives his life with uh, great integrity uh, and uh, uh, he's a grand, man of great character, and I'm, I'm so grateful to have a leader like you, Nick, in this, in this work. Um, it's one of the reasons I have great confidence, obviously, in the Lord, uh, but that yeah, mostly in you. Uh, so come on up here, Nick, and uh, take over. Thanks, Matt.
1: Good, Nick Red. I think everyone knows that. If you don't believe me, it's right there. So, it was funnier in my head. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, thanks, Elman. Man, I'm pumped. I've been waiting for this moment. Um, I don't know, it was like probably six, seven months ago, we said, well, hey, we should do this. And then January 16th was the date that we, hey, this is, get this on our calendars, and then we're here. We got Joey D and the high praises, and Nofke and the Ofkis coming together, and the Elman brothers. I'm pumped to worship, so why today? Number one, let's just worship God and see what happens. Um, number two, let's, let's meet some people. Um, so that's on you, SPO missionaries, and that's also on us, HRCC people. Let's, let's, let's meet some people. Um, so that's two reasons. And then another, just to taste and see and hear about the goodness of God, um, which is what we want to do here with SPO. We want to just be encouraged about, first of all, what is SPO? Because it's pretty cool, this... The, the, CCR, Community of Christ the Redeemer, which is where HRCC kind of spawned from, um, started, it's a fun word, right, spawn, like the mother birthing uh, two children of SPO and Nat. I got connected to this whole thing through NET. Um, I gave one year to Jesus, and I did another year, and then I did another, and then 10 and a half years later, here I am. Um, yeah, thanks, I'll take that. Uh, so, um, SPO, we all have a general idea, uh, but what we want to do, actually, do we have this video queued up? So, what we want to do is we want to show, no, this is great. I think this is perfect. A uh, little, little video about what SPO is, who we're doing. SPO has kind of rediscovered our identity, really about transforming cities, which is what HRCC is all about. Um, and then we want to give kind of a high-level view of what's happening on our campuses and give a couple testimonies uh, from a couple different missionaries. Sound good? Hopefully this has sound. Um choosing to give up the
2: draws of college life to worship Jesus, live together in community and dedicate their whole lives to loving others.
1: So we got sound. There we go. All right, crank that bad boy up.
2: There is a growing
1: group of young adults that are living all out
2: choosing to give up the draws of college life to worship Jesus, live together in community, and dedicate their whole lives to loving others. But how did they get there? In order to understand, we need to take a step back. We've lived in a world where we fought a virus by practicing social distancing. But long before COVID-19, we've seen spiritual and relational distancing cause a pandemic in the hearts of college-age young adults. The problem most of them face is they haven't discovered the difference between a deep relationship and what our culture is offering them.
0: When I walk around campus, I see people with with headphones in. Um, Obviously, everyone's kind of in their own little world. You want to belong, so you're kind of willing to do
3: kind of whatever it takes to belong.
2: I went through my entire freshman year Um, surrounded by people, but just so, so lonely and just feeling like I had no one.
4: The biggest things on college campuses is people disconnected. Disconnected from themselves, disconnected from from God, and disconnected in a meaningful way uh, with other people. It's a scary place because you feel alone. You feel like no one else gets it. You feel like no one else understands.
2: I think there's that feeling of unworthiness. Like a lot of women just think they are broken, think they're unworthy of love, that they're unworthy of having people actually care for them. I found myself like
5: again and again at the end of the year being like, I am not known by my peers, by those around me, and I desired it innately, deeply.
4: God created us as persons to connect in profound and meaningful ways, right from the very beginning. We were made to live deep relationship with one another.
3: SPO is quite simple and it's an approach. We're trying to manifest human life as God intended it to be in Christian life, which is life lived in,
4: in community. We believe that the gospel, uh, the good news of our salvation in Jesus Christ is for every student, uh, that they would find a place of, of belonging and belief, but also of becoming more and more who Jesus had created them to be.
5: I
2: went to an SPO women's night and I saw that there was something there and I wanted that so bad. And an SPO missionary actually reached out to me and like um, introduced me to the community and
5: I just felt so much joy after that.
6: I feel like the Lord wasn't always the
5: center of everything, you know? So when I met everyone in the women's house and in the SPO community, I saw what it looked like to actually have the Lord as your foundation and that's what inspired me to keep going and that's what inspired me to um, just look at my life a little differently. I think that was the first time I felt coming to college of like this is good that God is good and he he loves me a lot.
4: So we invite young people into community and it's in that context where they can encounter God they can discover their identity and begin to walk alongside brothers and sisters in Christ who can help them move towards exactly what God wants for them. And these people, they're going to they're gonna love you so much and they're going to fight for you. And they're going to they're gonna bring you to the Lord and the, the Lord's going to work through them. Um, and, and you're going to know his love. And there's, there's nothing like the Lord's love and his joy um, and the peace that he has for you. that if I wasn't in this community I would be nowhere near where I am right now or where I should be in terms of my faith.
3: You have people not just getting excited about faith for a
4: couple years of their life but actually a foundation being built that translates to the rest of their life. So we're made for connection with God and with others, of truly being known, living deep relationships, and being in a place where you belong.
2: When young adults encounter SBO, they feel loved. They experience community, and they worship God together. They no longer feel alone. They're transformed. We haven't just won their hearts to the gospel. We have emboldened them to go out as a community on mission to win others, and they're doing it with love.
1: Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Jesus. Love it. Hey, I think this would kind of be fun. So SPO has been around 85, 1985, which is a while. Um, who that would identify as an or in here was connected, uh, came up through SPO, got connected with SPO, was impacted by SPO? Just raise your hands if, if that's you, the HCC peeps in the room. Love it. Solid. Awesome. That's like a lot of us. Um, and then... This would also be cool, SPO missionaries who were, my, my bride being one of them, um, that that were raised in covenant community, uh, whether it's CCR, Jersey, anybody else? Raise your hand if that's Tobias, yes, yeah, Cindy, D'Amato, we got, yeah, Tuft, yeah, awesome, give it up, yeah. Oh, yeah, Noel, love it, you're in the house. Noel's like, I don't know who I belong to, but I want to be here. Noel, you belong. You belong. Okay, so we got to worship, but we, we want to give some testimony. So what we want to do um, is we got a few different um, slides. Just want to throw these up here. I think we might have Benedict in college first. Give just a couple kind of like high level facts of boom, here's some impact, here's some numbers, and then I want to invite up Matt Rod to come up and give a testimony um, just to put some flesh on some of the numbers. But Uh, BC team, who are you? uh, Samuel right up here and Danielle are leading the charge and then we got we got Katie, Natalie, Jess hanging tight back there together living in the uh, the White House and Kane, Kane, no, Hearth, the Hearth, that's embarrassing. Kane was last year, okay. I haven't been there which is not inappropriate but it's also appropriate. OK. Um, and then the Citadel, we, we acquired a house. Is, if you guys haven't seen this house, it is next level incredible. We have how many guys living in the house? 12 men. That would probably say it up here. 13 men. We've lost a baker's dozen. We're down to 12. OK. Um, and so we got Matt, Brandon, and uh, where is he? There he is, Tobias over here. Um, so numbers, we've been here since 2009. Um, yeah, Matt, you and Schoenfelder kind of were starting back then with Matt Vettel, and yeah, rest in peace. I don't know what that meant. I don't know what them. He's alive, very well. He was texting me yesterday, actually. So he's alive and well. Um, since 2009, we have eight full-time staffers there, 32 students in formation, three households: the hearth, the White House, and the Citadel. Ten men, thirteen, ten women, women, women thirteen men. Y'all can read, but. Um, and then we have 16-plus missionaries formed and sent from Benedictine. Give it up for that, over since 2009. Come on. Awesome. So uh, I asked Matt if he could. It's like, we're a Benedictine, one of the like, top Catholic schools in the country. Awesome stuff happening there. Why is SPO there? What are we offering to this campus? Let me tell you, it's a lot. And I want to invite up Matt Rodgers to speak from the men's side. So give it up for Matt. Thanks, Nick. It's good to be here. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about
3: the outreach at Benedictine um, and specifically our men's household, um, the steps that we've taken this semester or this year as a house. Um, So at the beginning of the year, um, by the way, this is our second year at BC with students and missionaries living together in a house. So we've gone through some growing pains last year, earlier this year, Um, but yeah, we've, we've come a long way. Um, I think last semester at the beginning of the year, um, our household was filled with guys who were very raw. Uh, they were, they were, um, yeah, they were, they were like living in, in the BC culture a little bit, uh, or they had been in the past. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think some things that students at BC struggle with are lukewarmness, overcommitment, um, things like that, and um, yeah, our students were were very much like, yeah, that's that's like that's cool i don't really know if that's a problem Uh, it's just kind of the way that we've always operated here at benedictine it's been like that since my freshman year Um, and really in the past uh in the past month or so um during ascend which is our big winter conference down in orlando um we went on a road trip with a bunch of the guys and we had the chance to to talk to them about um spending uh or planting your flag so to speak and saying i'm going to be here i'm going to be committed to this this is what the lord is doing through SPO at Benedictine. Um, and yeah, we've been able to talk about our legacy a lot. Um, and yeah, guys are excited to, to change the culture, um, yeah, which is, not, which is not something that I think I could have said in August. Um, but after having some conversations about overcommitment and about uh, lukewarmness and about disunity and things like this, um, students are excited this semester they're like let's go I'm ready to get after it um, we didn't start our household life until we won't be starting it until tomorrow uh, this past week we were in quarantine with COVID and I had students coming up to me uh, saying like Matt are we doing morning prayer this week I want to do morning prayer this week <laughs> like can we can we do it please and I was like well, we'll like we'll make it optional <laughs> uh, some guys you get have COVID it's probably you know they should sleep in uh, but <laughs> Guys are excited about what we're doing as a house. They're excited about what the Lord's doing through them, um, and they want to to change the culture at BC. So praise God. So, thank you.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, as Matt and I were talking uh, about the culture up there, it's interesting. Something, I mean, we're at Ohio State. We have a house there, and they're on frat row, right? And that's a unique culture to kind of immerse yourself in. At BC, there's this weird culture of commitment but to like everything. Like your popularity status is, is, is equal to how many things you are committed to, spread so thin, but actually how can you be not just like the sprinkler that goes everywhere, but like a power washer? I that analogy's coming to mind right now, but it's pretty good, I think it's a pretty good analogy. But just like dialed in, committed, planting my flag here, and these guys are, I mean, this is the second year with not student-led household, and so it's, it's deep work, so keep it up, guys. Love it. Um, so uh, Benedictine, uh, our other college chapter is uh, the Casey College, which we br- rebranded that. Used to be what? UMKC, Johnson County, but now we're Casey Colleges. Yeah. The oldest passed away. Um, that was scripture, if you guys didn't know that. Little two-edged sword coming out of my mouth. Um, but there's more than just Co- or jo- Johnson County, UMKC. We pull from, it says seven. Is that right? Seven different campuses, park. Uh, Avila, KU Med, Rockhurst, um, KU might count in that-ish. We'll throw them in the pot. Eight. Eight campuses served, people. We got to update the slide. We have two households, men's and women's. I just heard the retaining wall got fixed. John Packer Stevenson texted me say- yesterday saying, hey, we got a new baby. Uh, also, uh, next to uh, the retaining wall being fixed in my house, this is the greatest news all week, so... We got a baby and a new retaining wall. Um, 18 students in formation, uh, on mission since 2013. So wild ecosystem with the Kansas City College, reaching out to all these different chapters, building a culture, transforming the campuses, but how do you have a, a place where people can come be a part of unique challenges that they're facing here. I asked Tara, hey, actually, I didn't give a shout out to the team, where are my team members at? We got Cindy. And where's Max? Max leading the charge. We got Dave, uh, Brittany, uh, I already said Tara, Stefina, and Eric. And I'm Miss Mikey. He's not here. That's embarrassing. Um, He's up. Oh, yes, he's in Minnesota visiting his dad. That's great. Um, Okay. Uh, Give it up for Tara. She's going to share a little bit about Casey College.
5: to come over here. Um, my name's is Tara Papriza. Um it's a Polish last name, and we met an international student on campus, and he actually told me that my last name is pronounced Piepczytza, so I'll let you choose your favorites, and you try to pronounce them later on when we talk. Um, yeah, I'm from Texas. I graduated from Texas State University where I encounter, yep, got an alum over here. I'm stepping all over this thing. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, I, yes, so that's where I encountered SPO. I'm a second year missionary, but my first year in Kansas City. Um, yeah, as you can tell from this and from a little bit of what Nick shared, we have a very unique campus. Um, it's very different than what I experienced being on mission in Texas. Texas State is a big four-year state school. We had a very like solid Catholic student center, lots of organizations to plug into. If you wanted to get into your faith in college, you knew where to go. Um, And here in Kansas City, we have a Newman Center, but I think there's maybe nine students that come from two, three colleges. So there's not a ton of student buy-in into the Newman Center, which makes it a little challenging to meet students. Um, Not meeting them in the Newman Center means that most of our outreach is happening on campus and word of mouth, which has provided this other unique thing for Kansas City colleges is we're reaching a lot of non-Catholics. Praise God. Like, he's doing something big. The spirit is moving. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. to hear the stories of, from when we share glory stories in our team, the ways that he is moving in either just non-denominational, never known God, never known anything about religion, or Catholics who have fallen away from the faith and getting plugged into our community because they're seeking relationship and seeking the Lord, whether or not they know that. um, And they're just really attracted to our community. We have a really solid community in, um, the Kansas City chapter. We don't necessarily act out of our Newman Center, but our houses are our places of mission. They are the center of mission and our students know that and they're totally behind it. And that makes our mission amazing. Um, One glory story that I wanna share about a student, uh, her name's Taylor. She grew up Catholic, but certain circumstances, she fell away from the church and everything about this story, um, I'm telling it secondhand, but I just think it's amazing. Everything about this story kind of just says the Holy Spirit was in charge of everything that happened here. Um, last year, COVID, right? The missionary spent two days on Johnson County Community College campus. And out of those two days, they met Taylor. And I mean, the coincidence It's not a coincidence. It's like the Holy Spirit's hand in that is incredible. Um, And so she started to come around. She's not totally bought in. And then this past semester, she transferred to KU. She got super involved in a non-DOM over there, uh, organization, and she would still come around. She came to Kansas City for women's nights and our community events. Um, Somehow, I'm assuming through invitation and lots of the Holy Spirit, she came on to our national conference this January called Ascend, and the Lord rocked this woman's heart and her world and everything else that he could rock, he rocked it. And again, I'm telling the second hand because this happened with Brittany, but when she came back to Kansas City, she asked to meet with Brittany. They met at a coffee shop for over two hours, and by the end, she's telling Brittany, I'm full sin for the Catholic Church now. I'm going back. And the weekend that she got back, she's back at mass, guys. Can I, amen, let's go, Jesus, more of that. And I just think that's so incredible, and just one testament of the crazy things that he's doing in such a unique chapter, in what can seem at times that all odds are against us. We don't really know what we're doing sometimes, but the Lord does. And it's the Lord's mission, and we're just vessels, and I'm so, so honored to be a part of it. So if you would just keep that in your prayers, um, all of the students that we're reaching, that the Holy Spirit would guide us and bless it.
1: Thanks, Tara. Tara P. I don't know if I could... Is it Polish, she said? Yeah. Awesome. Young adults. We're going to worship here in just a minute. Uh, Young adults, we've Matt, when did that start? Who knows when it started? Uh, But uh, we have six staff. Where my staff at? Bridget, you're on staff. Don't act like you're not. She's on the young adult team. Rachel, uh, Joseph, Genzel. We got Jackie and my bride. Is that it? That would be embarrassing if I'm missing somebody because I'm leading the team. And myself, uh, we got. We have two households, not officially, but we're claiming it for the slide because numbers count, and I like to pad my stats. We have four women and five men living. Uh, th- the women don't know that they're living in an SPO house, but they are. Okay, uh, we have five men living on the third floor. Uh, what's that? Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, third floor of the convent, Saint Agnes convent. We have 72 young adults in radical core. That's our formation. Uh, program. And we had 14 uh, attend the Ascend conference, which is pretty flipping awesome, down in Florida. And yeah, since 2012 uh, is when... yeah, 10 years. Holy cow. Awesome. And to share a little bit more uh, about the young adult situation, we got Miss Jackie Stone. Welcome up, Jackie.
6: Hello. Okay, I'll keep it pretty short and sweet because I want to worship. But I was super encouraged by something that Matt said that like kind of fits in with what I want to share with you about environment and how important it is to surround ourselves with people who really like fortify us in the Lord. And um, I actually reached out to one of the people, Liz, who's part of our Radical Core, and asked her for like a brief testimony, like what's God done in your life through our SPO young adult community. Um, And it's kind of crazy because like I could probably share 72 testimonies from every young adult that's involved in our group of people, like with something the Lord has done in their life just in the past like month. Um, people are sh- like really trying. They're trying to follow the Lord, and like, the Lord is honoring that and blessing their yes. So this is what Liz had to say. Um, SPO has created a space in my life where I am learning to listen for what the Lord is speaking to me for the first time. My prayer life and relationships with those around me have been transformed in my time with SPO because my environment deeply affects my interior life. The SPO young adult community has been a source of hope for me. I see the people around me living in freedom and seeking out deeper freedom in the midst of experiencing deep hurt and longing for the Lord to fulfill promises. Being a part of this community has been a huge reason that I feel at home in Kansas City for the first time. And I think just sharing that with you is a huge, it's a huge gift because, like, that's my story. A lot of other young adults in this room probably have a similar experience of just getting to, like, really feel at home in a group of people. And, like, the Lord honors that, yes. So just getting to surround ourselves with people who are living, like, their normal nine-to-five jobs and then are also, like, on mission, actively in their environments, trying to have a lens for what the Lord is doing, um, it's crazy. Like, it's pretty wild. And even being here, like, surrounding ourselves with this people, fortifying, like, spending time on a Sunday to be here, um, just makes such an impact. So, I'm super glad to be here and glad to get to share with you guys. God is moving in this city. It is real. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Jackie. Uh, So... I moved here five and a half years ago because Matt is one influential son of a gun uh, but I'm all in um, we bought our forever homes so were we're all in for Kansas City uh, I don't know, I'm just like impacted by like these like lives are being changed and like I want to raise my family and to build the kingdom and to build environments where people can come into them and be transformed. And I want my little girls and, God willing, some little boys someday, <laughs> uh, to be influenced by people that are in this room and that will happen, and, uh, and, and I am just beyond grateful for the cars uh, for the schleiders for the Litzus, for the Bowers, the Elmans, people that have just said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to lay down my life to build something, uh, to build the kingdom, to build relationships. And, and this stuff's hard. Like building community, can I get it? Is that, is that an amen moment? Like, yeah, it's, relationships are tough, but it's worth it. And I'm just really grateful um, for the, the older brothers and sisters that have come before me in this room, um, for those that are my age in this room, and for those that are younger, just grateful for all of you just showing up, um, excited to see what God keeps building um, with SBO, with HRCC, with uh, what he's doing here, so I count myself humbly blessed to be a part of this, something that's way bigger than me, so with that, I think we're ready to worship. Matt, you got, you got some words to, to lead us in, and uh, yeah, praise Jesus.